Good morning. Good morning, everyone. We are so excited to be here once more to the Auram Consultants podcast. Today, Saturday, the 29th of September, we are very excited to be here. And we have a tremendous topic that we want to discuss, a topic that we believe uh, is pertinent to this particular time that we are in, the topic of employee wellness, something that both uh, employers and employees would want to hear. We welcome you all to come, give your comments, your, 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 your thoughts. We welcome them all. My name is Anthony Kuria. I'm a director at Aram Consultants, and with me is Zipora. Zipora is also here with us, and our HR specialist, Martha Thuku, a HR uh, manager with a leading NGO. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Today, as I said, we want to discuss about employee wellness. And uh, I don't know. I don't know where to begin. I mean, this this is, uh, especially during this season of uh, that we are going through as businesses uh, across the world, issues dealing with the, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And I will start with my co-director, Zipporah. Uh, let's start with the idea. What is employee wellness? Could you kindly give us an idea what it will be? I think that is a very uh, uh, wide subject to discuss, but I will give it a very brief description in as a simple way as I can. And I would say employee uh, wellness programs are initiatives employers can come up with to ensure the well-being of employees. So basically, what is it that we are doing as employers to ensure the wellness, the health? You know, employees are well taken care of in terms of their mental health, in terms of their uh, overall health. And that is how I would describe it in a very brief way. All right. All right. Martha, we would want to hear how do you, in your point of view as a HR specialist, what do you call employee wellness? Okay, thank you, Tony. Uh, and as Zipara said, uh, it's a wide topic. Mm. And you can remember back then, initially, wellness was not really a word used in most organizations, except maybe the international ones. Mm. Uh, there's a podcast I watched on uh, someone called Dan Reta. And mm. you know, he had just a quote, wellness is not something that you just hear. Mm -hmm. But as we have come now, and especially in the latest days, mm -hmm. wellness is, is paramount. So mm -hmm. to me, employees, employee wellness, it's really an active process of an employer yes. making conscious choices of supporting mm -hmm. their employees mm -hmm. towards a healthy and fulfilling lifestyle. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's what I would call it. Uh, maybe the meaning that programs that employers actively, you know, the word is actively put in place uh, to promote holistic wellness of an organization for different dimensions, maybe psychosocial, financial, emotional, mental, social, etc. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So conscious deliberate 
programs made by employers or made to cater for employees' mental, physical, you know, health in their wellness. Something that an employer goes out of the way. Yeah. Yes, they, they have to consciously go out of their way to do it. Wow. Now, uh, now that brings up, you know, lots, you know, the, I'm sure even our viewers will probably, our listeners and viewers would want to know, okay, that would mean a company, an organization going out on a limb to try and cater for the needs of its staff in terms of their mental health, their emotional health, their physical health, something that the company gives as a benefit. Now, I'm sure many entrepreneurs will wonder, now, how do we do this? Now, which brings me to my second question. Uh, should companies really consider employee wellness as part of their employee, employer, I mean, employee package, uh, package, uh, package offering? I mean, is that something that they would want to really consider? If Zippy probably you could give me, you could give our viewers some some insight on that. Would companies really consider doing employee wellness as part of their staff, of their packaging that they offer to their staff? Thank you, Anthony. I think before I respond to that question, I would want to say employees spend most of their lives actually at the workplace. When you look at the hours you spend at your work environment and the hours you spend uh, at home, um, I would say employees spend a lot of time actually in the work environment. So it would be very paramount for any employer to think about uh, then how does this impact on the employee's uh, welfare? How does it impact in their health? and start coming up with programs that would help this employee be comfortable actually spending more time in the office. One of the things I would say uh, is, uh, what is the aim actually of having these programs in the first place in the work environment? And I would say um, uh, such a program, again, will be geared towards improving the productivity of the employee because if the employee is not well, if the employee is not well taken care of, then actually at uh, the end of the day, it does bring uh, down their productivity. And as an employer, you might be asking yourself, I mean, why should I even be concerned about uh, the employee wellness? Anyway, I'm paying their salary, I'm taking care of everything else. Why should that be my concern? And my answer to that would be, it should be your concern because if your employee is not uh, well, then definitely it will affect their own productivity. And yes, employee wellness programs are important to organization success. But again, we need to look at the strategic uh, and, uh, of the, the strategic plan of the organization and mm -hmm. come up with an integrated approach that at the end of the day, uh, wellness is a critical aspect of it. Uh -huh. Okay, and if, and if I can add what ZP is saying. Yes. You know. You know, you, if you listen to most, especially uh, directors, one of the things that when they're talking about their employees, they say that the employees, their employees are the mo most valuable asset sure. of the organization. So there's always that quote, oh, our valuable assets are our people. Mm -hmm. So in my view, then hence, you know, you must be seen to qualify that statement as an employer. So how do you yeah. qualify that statement uh, if you are not doing things that are affecting 
uh, your employees backstage. You see, you want to make profits. You will, if they succeed, it's the organization that succeed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like even such a podcast, there's a backstage. And if the guy at the backstage is not yes. able to do this, we will not be successful in this podcast. So yes. imagine an employee who, who is unwell, they will not come to the office. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can imagine how uh, those issues that affect staff affect many other things in the organization. Mm -hmm. Maybe absenteeism, sickness, uh, you need a leave here, you need a leave here. And it's just because there are issues happening in your life. Uh, yeah, so for me, uh, the well-being of, of, of an employee is most important and valuable because then if they are your greatest assets, then you, you need to take care of your assets just like you take care of your house, your car, such mm. things. Yes, thank you. Wow, wow. Anton, if you can allow me to actually jump in again and just make a comment, uh, mm. I would say again, as employers, sometimes we feel because we are giving our employees a good salary, we are giving them all these other benefits, then why should really uh, wellness be an issue? And my question would be, uh, would be, would money be the only motivator for an employee to actually perform well? And I think my response to that would be no, money would not be the only motivator. Like I've said earlier, if the employee is not taken care of in terms of their own wellness, then it will affect actually the backbone of the organization, which is at the end of the day productivity. Mm -hmm. So ladies, you have really, uh, you know, unpackaged this thing very well to, uh, to me and to my listeners that at the end of the day, one, an employee spends a bigger portion of their day, a bigger portion of their working life, a bigger portion of their life ultimately in a workplace. That is where they live in the morning at eight, <clears throat> or by, by, by eight they're in the office. They're leaving the office at five, six in the evening, five days a week, sometimes, some six days a week. So they're spending a big chunk of their life in a workplace. So it's imperative that one, that, that the employer also takes care of their welfare. And then two, as Martha has put it, many companies, many directors, those senior executives, the face of the companies, always say that our MPs, are, our employees are our biggest assets, are our biggest, uh, you know, are very valuable, they're the core. So to put your mouth where, I mean, to put it where it really matters, then employing wellness ought to be at the forefront of what you do. That's a very good way to, you know, to bring it out. That if you are an employer, if you are running an organization, saying that your employees are very valuable to you, saying that they are biggest assets, then it means taking care of them means taking care of the company itself. And therefore, if you are able to do that, then you increase productivity, you increase profitability, and you're able to move forward. Now, I want to bring now another angle. Okay, we have discussed the importance of wellness. So what are some of the programs that employers can consider? Martha, if you could give us some ideas, what are some of the product uh, programs you think would be put in place to bring this theory into practicability? Thank you, Tony. Um, one of the things that we talk about is social support. 
Yeah. Employees can get assistance from trained professionals such as counselors, psychologists, etc., to help them na navigate such challenges that they might have. And these challenges can range from emotionals. Uh, this support can range from emotional support, family issues, etc. And you know, uh, even as I speak right now, my current employer, LVCT Health, we are we actually have uh, such such trainings and such support uh, for especially now. There has been a lot of mental issues, uh, and we have very able counselors all over the world, uh, all over the country. Uh, we have been hired by various uh, organizations to just help the, the, their staff through this. So the, our numbers are given to their staff and they're able to call any time of the night, day, uh, and their families. So, okay. yeah, so we, 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 we have to be able to support our staff through such psycho social issues. Uh, the other thing then we can do is health coaching. You know, uh, people need to lead better lives uh, as far as nutrition is concerned. And maybe the employer can have uh, periodic health screenings, yes. like cholesterol screenings, BMI, mm. diabetes. Mm. Um, uh, the other things we can do is financial support. So, Sorry for we, that. We pay our staff salary, and you find for most staff, you can say that you know the 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 salary for last month and the salary for this month, they don't meet in the bank, mm -hmm. and it's because someone doesn't have financial advice. Yes. And you and you know like currently people are losing jobs. There are no jobs. Um. Mm -hmm. So advice on how to manage your money is very important. The other things we can do for our staff uh, is legal, legal advice. You know, usually uh, on issues concerning maybe writing your will, or there are some there are some uh, next of kin forms that we fill mm -hmm. in, in our staff. They're in the HR admin office, mm -hmm. and people feel that should ABC happen to me, uh -huh. this and this and this should happen. Uh -huh. and, and if if you talk to many HR managers and some are even listening, that yes. area is a challenge because mm -hmm. when 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 employees are just filling that form, they feel like it's one of the HR forms, and you know yes. it's not. Because should you then not be there, whatever mm -hmm. you have written there, that's how things will be appropriated, including any money and benefits. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So you need to know how to manage your estate. And many other, and I'll let ZP add some more. Thank you so much. All right, all right. Thank you, Martha. Uh, ZP looks like she's uh, off his back. ZP, probably you could give us some ideas. What are some of the programs employers can consider? Um, I think uh, Martha has actually well put it up in terms of uh, some of the programs we can do. And sorry, we have a bit of background noise. It's called working from home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have to find a way of interacting with our children as we work. 
But uh, one of uh, the ways I think employers can consider, and there are a lot of actually cheap ways uh, that don't have to be necessarily expensive, but there are ways that are effective in terms of just having programs that work. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes. Okay. Um. Yes, I can so, see there is a L L. I, I can see there was a uh, the L, L uh, website which Martha. <laughs> where you could give us yeah, that's a lecture. that's a flyer from my organization. I just wanted to introduce every viewer to yes. uh, our, our wellness counseling services. is called WEMA, uh, yes. and especially now because of matters to do with COVID, people have been at home, uh, yes. issues of working from home and dealing with children, which you have not been doing before. Children are not going to school. There has yes. been so many uh, gender violence issues. Uh, uh, young girls are getting pregnant. There are all those issues. And if you can call the number there, you, you will be helped. I can sure. promise you. And, and for organizations, this is a good package for you to enter into. We are having so many corporate organizations that have uh, entered with us and, and we are able to support their staff. And this, for the staff, it's confidential. So we the, the organization just give our numbers to their staff, wherever they are in the country, and we are able to sort them out. Thank you so much. Wow. All right. So these... The example that you're watching here is, um, uh, you know, the flyer here is an example of employee wellness uh, programs that are offered by your company, L LVCT, that is available to corporates, you know, for anyone who is watching or listening to us uh, who would want to understand, okay, where do I begin? How do I construct this whole thing? Uh, how do I, where do I begin in terms of putting in place an employee wellness program for my staff? LVCT have offered something there through Martha, their HR uh, manager, where you can get in touch. At the end of the program, we'll give you details on how you can get in touch with her to be able to carry out the process of employee wellness. And this one relates, as she said, to issues relating to, to, to mental challenges, issues to relating to domestic violence, issues related to, you know, you know physical health, you know, and all that. And... Uh, we thank you, Mother. That's that's something that you've put across that is practical, you know, beyond just the talk. There's the issue. There's the issue of, okay, as an employee, I'm working, I'm stressed out. Uh, you know, my salary has been reduced by half, or um, you know, I've been forced to go and work from you know very far place from home, and because I still need this job, so I'm distressed. How is my family doing? How is my my spouse doing? How are my children doing? How do I commute? How do I handle this emotional stress of not getting ill while going to and from work? You know, all those issues are, are things that come up that inevitably in the in the in the in the in, in the course of living, employees and employers you know get stressed out. And this service that uh, Martha you're offering at LVCT is very is very timely. And we want to appreciate also our, our listeners, Lorraine Mwai, thank you for that encouragement. Rose Ketheka, we also appreciate your, your point that you've put across, that 
we are having a nice topic and another nice empowering engagement and we appreciate your topic uh, your comments keep keep them coming and we'll we'll highlight highlight them as we go now um i don't know whether Zippy, you had this you had uh, finalized talking about the programs that employers can 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 consider or had you exhausted what you wanted to say not uh, not really sorry for that distraction like i said uh, it's working from home and we have to find a way of integrating our families into this uh, new way of doing life uh, yeah. what i was actually trying to say in addition to what mother has uh, said which is very critical in terms of just making sure employees access these programs and they are cancelled because like currently it's a very stressful season making sure employees uh, access those uh, services so that again you maintain a well-balanced uh, uh, employee uh, balance. Uh, I would say uh, some of the other things you can do is health talks where you plan where you can be able to give talks to your employees and especially during this season. What are some of the things that they should be doing in terms of their nutrition? What are some of the things that they should be doing in terms of helping them to live a healthy living? The other thing is you can come up with programs like fitness challenges. You know, these are programs that ne don't necessarily have to be very expensive. It could be as simple as encouraging your staff to take walks to work and encouraging them to bike to work. And some of us may ask, okay, I will walk to work and I'll get there sweating and all this. Then probably we need to start thinking about as employers, then do we need to provide uh, clock rooms or bathrooms so employees can be able to come in and freshen up if they have decided to walk to work? in a way of uh, maintaining their fitness. So these are simple things that we can actually bring up that would help our employees be happier employees in the work environment. Mm -hmm. The other easier way I would say is um, most of us actually do newsletters uh, for our employees. Maybe we need to have either a corner where we talk about uh, wellness, where we talk about nutrition, where we talk about these programs and we encourage our employees to take them up. We also yeah. have employers who have uh, done things like gym in the work environment, or they yeah. have uh, done subscriptions for their employees to go to the gym. Uh, again, this might be an expensive uh, way of doing it, but again, there's a lot of other easier ways uh, or cheaper ways as an employer you can actually uh, consider. It could be sports days. It could be, you know, uh, fitness challenges. The other day I saw with one of my clients and these employees, it was very funny and they came up with their own uh, way of just um, challenging each other and they were doing uh, 25 press-ups every day for 25 days. And I mean, I, you know, I kept on watching them and I'm thinking, these guys, you know, they're you know, they using this as a way of keeping themselves, you know, uh, mentally charged and not getting stressed by this uh, current mm -hmm. environment. So there's a lot of actually activities that are as a, uh, Employers as HRs, we can incorporate in the work environment that would make employees feel, you know, we are being taken care of in ways that are taking care of our mental fitness and the mental health. Mm -hmm. And Tony, if I can yeah. add, is saying, yes, to be specific, like even from the employments I've had so far, you know, yes. um, the minimum should be medical. <laughs> you know uh so employers should not just look that i have given you a job just work uh, medical is a great initiative and you know in that medical you could have additions um and and you just negotiate with your medical provider 
like mm -hmm. in one place I worked, uh, there was gym in that medical, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and 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 counselors. You know, we could just have a number. There was a number even in America could just call at any time, and you are cancelled. And for other things that come up uh, in in workplace, even as a manager in your department, you can come up with things like there's a manager in 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 one of the places I worked for his department. They had a drinking water challenge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you'll go to the office and find all these big bottles and they have a drinking water challenge. And other things that uh, people could do is during, during the, the work time, they just wake up uh, for 15 minutes and just get down a bit. You know, they just have some music. Uh, in, in a place I was working, the, the floor that was above us, that employer had actually brought in Aruba dancing on, a, I think it was a Thursday or Friday afternoon. Mm. So we could just hear music coming, and that is employer initiated. Mm. So all the staff put down their tools and they just go to the uh, Zumba room and they are all dancing. So... Mm some some nitty gritty things you can do that are so uh what is the word they are you to you they could look small or yes. maybe they, you would say that there's no budget but remember as, as we said about the staff your workforce is your best asset yes. they they help in retention strategy they help in uh, low levels of absenteeism and yes. you find teams are cohesive mm -hmm. so the, what 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 would make you spend money is the gain yeah. you will get from your staff after after those things. Uh, I worked with a with an NGO. I've been in the NGO world for a while, and that place I was working, my manager was like me, very passionate about staff, yeah. and because of the initiatives, uh, that's why even we had a gym and very many other small initiatives. The, there was this organization that was looking uh, for organizations that are called a, blessed, a, a best place to work. And you know, they will not come and ask the managers. They went to the field and asked ask staff. So for us, we just saw people come in. First of all, we got a reward that we, we, are, we are one of the best places to work without wow. And then my manager then uh, was made to lead the organizations that are best place to work. And it was a, it was a worldwide thing. So they, were, they had calls and every week they were deliberating. And, and our organization was chosen to be the best place to work. So you can imagine in the field, everyone wanted to work with us. So, mm -hmm. so those are some of the things that would make you spend that extra coin that you think yes. is, is, it's expensive. Yeah, mm -hmm. thank you very much. Wow, wow, wow. And really? Anthony, I actually like what Mother has said about really? uh, that employer who in uh, Zoom, Zoom, is Zumba in uh, the office, you know. And I would equate that to what we would call uh, a happy hour, where, you know, just for that one hour, everyone puts their tools down and they do something that is uh, exciting. It's not about the work, it's about, you know, just getting out of uh, the norm and just being excited in whatever is happening around us so that we are it's not just work 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 and at the end of the day like mother has said and that is very very critical mm -hmm. it's about 
what do you get out of all this? You know, what is the goal at the end of the day? What is the strategy at the end of the day? You want to retain these employees. You want to have happy employees. And the truth is a happy employee will give you their best. If they are not happy, if they are stressed, then as an employer, you will actually reap the same uh, benefits, which are negative benefits. So again, it's in our best interest as employers, as HRs, to invest in these programs. I read something uh, somewhere uh, the other day, and it was about, uh, you know, put uh, a note in the elevator. Remind people to take a walk down the staircase, not to take the lift. You know, something as simple as that you have to know there, and it's a constant reminder, is for your benefit to actually walk down the stairs. Because when you go into a building, you know, you have to walk, when you have to go three uh, uh, levels um, in the building, you're thinking it's too far. But think about it if you are to take those steps every day up and down. You know, that's a, a lot of exercise for you as an employee. So again, you know, these simple things that we think that don't add value, they yes. add a lot of value. And like I said earlier, there's a lot of uh, easy and cheap ways to actually make this work for you as an employer or as an HR. Wow. And, and turn out also, there are some other things that employers do mm. that would help even, let's say, if an employee leaves this world, and maybe mm -hmm. those are some benefits like we, we call pension or maybe group life insurances, uh, yes. GPA. You yes. see, you, see uh, you, you know when you are working with an organization and you are feeling should I not be in this world? Mm -hmm. My children are well mm -hmm. taken care of. Yes. Yeah. So even when I was saying about helping staff fill those forms, it's because of such instances. Mm -hmm. Because if the employer has given that benefit, meaning that should you not be in, should an employee leave this world, yes. there's this money that the family can depend on. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why uh, we are encouraged uh, to work uh as, uh, to work with them so that they put the correct next of kin arrangements. Mm -hmm. So, so like I in the bank where I want, yes. it was in the policy because it's the HR who drives these things. It's, it was mm -hmm. in the policy that should an employee person or or uh, like a mother or a father, the bank were buying the coffin. They were they were they were. The vehicle that will carry the body from mortuary, they were paying for it. The flower that the family was to give, they are paying for it. And they would even give a bus for staff to go for their funeral. Yes. So uh, the, the HR manager then had driven that and it was even put in policy. So there was no question about it. It mm. was applicable to everyone who worked in that bank. Those are some of the things that make a place great, great to work. So yeah. you can imagine in the bank, in that bank, we were not earning a lot of money, but we were so proud to work there. We yes. would, you know, you would find us on the streets, you know, we, you know, like the badge is still in your, you are hanging the badge. You know, you, you want to show everyone you work here. Uh -huh. and, and it wasn't the salary. It was just those initiatives. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Wow, ladies, you are really, I would say like Jeff Koinange, you are really smoking here. You're making it go on fire. I mean, the ideas that you're giving us are absolutely spot on. Issues to do with, and if you are an employer, you're listening to us. Listen, you do not need to spend a lot of money to make your employees feel well. I mean, putting Zumba for 
for one hour for people to go and dance a bit during happy hour how much does that cost making sure that your employees are you know telling them consciously you know what these are the watering points you need to be hydrated when you're working i mean how much does that cost if uh, issues to do with uh, for example, a challenge of going up the stairs. Although I don't know whether if somebody worked at the Nyayo House, 22nd floor, you put that on the be pushing it. But the key here is you can be able to do simple, cheap things to make your employees feel that you really care for them. That these are the areas that you can be able to to you know you might okay if you can if you don't have money to buy them a gym subscription you could partner with a gym somewhere you know agree with the gym look my staff will be coming here let them come for a subsidized rate because there are probably 10 15 of them let them come here for a subsidized rate and they'll be able to exercise from doing weights to to aerobics i mean there are many many ways a business can be able to encourage its staff. I like the comments coming in. Don Ombeka, thank you for giving us your thumbs up. Shalinya Mori, <laughs> you have asked a very inter interesting question. Uh, how can an employer help his staff to have great marriages? Wow. Now, <laughs> I think that's kind of what L L LVCT are doing, you know, helping... Uh, with issues to do with mental challenges, issues to do with emotional well-being. Because somebody who goes to work having an you know, emotionally strong, emotionally focused, is able to be, is able to work better and to produce better. Shall we appreciate what you say that you're working from home? As you can hear the disturbances, indeed, working from home has its own challenges and its own blessings. Thank you. Now, uh, the fourth question. Uh, Anthony, allow me to actually respond to that question from Charlie. Sure. How can an employer help his staff to have great marriages and to be great parents? I think one of the things that we need to appreciate, number one, as employers and as uh, HR managers, in the workplace is a community. This is a community that we have created. And uh, where there's a community, we have to find solutions that are, are well-rounded. Um, when it comes to marriages and parenting, employees, and I'm sure mother will attest to this, employees will actually come to work with personal challenges. You know, maybe, you know, you are fighting with your wife or maybe, you know, there's a problem at home that is actually even impacting on your own uh, performance. And I think this is where our empathy comes in. And you have to talk to these employees and understand what are these challenges and how do we actually help you resolve these challenges? So some of the things I believe as employers and as employees we can do is having opportunities where we actually bring in um, professionals who can be able to actually talk to our employees about some of these personal challenges that impact in the work environment. And probably if these are issues that we are not able to handle within the work environment, then we can take a further step and connect them with these professionals who can be able to help them resolve their challenges. So I believe that is one of the ways we can probably look at this in terms of helping our employees deal with their marriages and dealing with their parental issues and making sure we have a wholesome community. Uh -huh. Yeah, and I, and I would buy, I invite that, that lady to LVCT Health. Uh, we are we have able counselors who will help through marriage issues um uh, and our number was given here and should anyone want to reach me 
They can do it through this, with, through Oram. They know where to get me. And I will connect you to our able counselors. You, you should never be alone when you have all these family issues. What we are, we are here to help. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Mother. Thank you also, Zippy. Thank you for that, for bringing, you know, bringing it right home, you know, where it is that an employee is wondering, okay, my marriage is crumbling, so how do I handle this? You can connect with us at consult at consultants.co.ke. We'll be able to give you more direction on how to get in touch with Martha and uh, her organization. Now, the fourth question that I have in my mind, today I had a number of questions. The fourth one is, what would be the relevance of some of these programs during this season of COVID? What would be the relevance? If I could start with Zippy, um, what would be the relevance of, you know, you know, we are doing gym, we are doing this, people are dancing in Zumba, what, what, and all these other things that we've discussed. What would be the, the relevance of them, in particular, during this season? Let me first start by saying this uh, COVID pandemic has uh, brought in an environment where mental health is a serious challenge in the work environment. And we have to be very aware that we have to be active in trying to make sure employees are taken care of during this season. Just by the mere fact that my salary has not been affected doesn't mean that uh, I am not stressed because I can't go out the same way I used to go. I can't do things do things the same way I used to do. Um, and this brings in, you know, stress issues. There are those employees who have been affected by this COVID and probably they have uh, lost half of their salaries. They are not earning the same mm. way they should be earning. Or maybe their staff has lost their, their job. So they are stressed. So it goes back to the actually the things that we have discussed at the end of the day. Businesses have remain afloat. And for the business to remain afloat, you still need these employees to actually give it, giving their best. Mm -hmm. But how are they going to give their best if their mental well-being is affected? If we are not going to think about the simple ways we can help them overcome the challenges of this pandemic, if we are not going to help them understand how then do I incorporate the working from home environment with my daily duties and just get my work done, without carrying all this stress that is coming along with this. True. So there's a lot to think about in terms of us wanting to maintain business continuity and ensuring our employees are well taken care of. Because you have to remember when the pandemic is over, uh, yes. it's going to be over soon. You know, you need to still have wholesome employees. So you don't want this pandemic to be over and you are moving on with your business, but you let your employees a year ago, you know, they're trying to do catch up and they are never to catch up. At the end of the day, the truth is, it will affect your business and it will affect your business negatively. And those employers who perhaps have not been able to have business continuity because of the nature of their business, then the question is, as an employer, in as much as there is no active uh, engagement happening with the employees in terms of work, and in terms of productivity, what are you actively doing to ensure these employees are still engaged? You are still in touch with these employees. You are still showing them the empathy that I still do care for you. I might not be able to pay for your salary, but not a day goes without me thinking about it because we still have plans to revive this business. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at, for instance, the education sector, which has been affected seriously by this pandemic. The employees working in that sector. I'm looking at the hospitality industry, the employees working in that sector. Have they been affected? 
And the business people in this environment are still looking at reviving their businesses. So the question is then how do they keep the employees engaged? How do they ensure that the employees' well-being uh, is taken care of, and especially mentally, where you know they're encouraging them every so often to ensure they remain sane during this season. Mm -hmm. And maybe I can add, Tony, um, from my point of view, uh, employee wellness now is more relevant mm -hmm. now more than ever, mm -hmm. especially with this COVID-19 season. Mm -hmm. Imagine people are losing their loved ones mm -hmm. due to the virus. Sure. Employees are losing their colleagues. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Lockdown especially the initial lockdown, meant that you, <laughs> you stay with your family indoors. And yeah. some people are not used to that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. where we found so many, especially gender, gender violence issues, just yeah. because of that lockdown. The man kind of, you know, in the African culture, the man wakes up to go and find. Yeah. The yeah. man doesn't wake up to sit. So the woman is trying to clean and the man is just there and asking for food when it's not even eating time. You see, so, some of those things brought a lot of psychosocial challenges. Yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, so that stress needs to be managed and gender violence needs to be managed. All those uh, teenage pregnancies that came about with this uh, makes me uh, think that for now, employee wellness programs Mm -hmm. organizations to need to up them to be mm -hmm. able to to help with the employees say covid is going and uh, and i'm sure uh, the curve is going to to go down yes. but you can imagine even the employees who will go back to work are employees who are already wounded yes so we need to think differently about mm -hmm. these employees yeah thank you very much wow that is really pertinent uh uh, uh, pertinent both for you from you ZP and uh, Martha that the issues concerning uh, COVID right now makes this particular subject even more important whether or not you are you know you're on operation or you've been forced to close down as we said earlier you know just empathy empathy with empathy with with you know with your staff even if you have closed down and they're out there you don't know what they're doing they're they're not receiving a salary a text to them a call a whatsapp text, i mean and you know a, a whatsapp chat or an sms finding out how you're doing keep holding on we believe we'll be back you know you've got to remember beyond the salary as martha you said beyond receiving the salary the fact that they are they know that their employer cares for them and that their employer is saying that we will resume. That also helps them a lot. You know, helps somebody to know, okay, right now we don't have a job, but we believe that we will get back to work. Or right now we are being paid half salary, but at least my employer takes care of me. And even on issues now related to, you know, the lockdown, you know, losing a loved one, losing a parent, losing a colleague, that is very that can be very destabilizing and it's important beyond the empathy as Martha you've put it there are also other solutions that can be sought out we welcome the comments that are coming in they're coming in thick and fast we thank you Catherine Washika we appreciate your nice comment that we are doing a great job the power talk is enlightening 
Keep bringing the com comments. We appreciate them. If you have questions, shoot them. We would love to find a way to answer them as we continue with the podcast. Now, what would determine the success of such an initiative? Let's let's think about it. What would consist? What would you, as HR specialist, consider success with the initiatives that you have put? Martha, if I would start with you. Uh, let me just say, success of such initiatives will start with one, an empathetic HR lead. Mm -hmm. You see, uh, directors, and especially for me, I've worked uh, mostly in in uh, NGOs that are led by doctors. And I can tell you that, uh, I'm sorry to say this, but really doctors don't have that kind of, uh, I think they have seen so many sickly patients who are dying. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a home to them. Mm. Uh, also, you'll find that uh, mostly the directors think more of work than employees. Mm. Yes, and then they also think budgets. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, the HR should be empathetic to be yeah. able to drive this thing. Mm. So what does the HR do then to yes. be able to convince the managers? Mm. Because that is the only way we can have successful employee programs. Mm -hmm. These uh, suggestions must be data-driven. Mm. Just because we have had this podcast, the HR manager listening to us can just go and tell their director, eh, we need to put a gym. <laughs> so, like, for me, especially in the NGO, what I've done before, the yeah. NGO I worked with was mostly, it had even remote places. So I went mm. and got data. Like, mm. a remote place we were, I just did data. One day I visited uh, that place and I found, uh, as I was being driven to my hotel room, yes. we it was late at night and we were dropping also some stuff. And the place where they entered, and this is where they live, I thought, where are our staff going? And I'm telling you, by the time I got to the hotel, I was crying. Wow. So I, I remember calling my manager and saying, you should see how our staff live here. <laughs> so she was also very empathetic like me. And yes. we, we, we looked for data for such organizations, you know, our comparators. Who yeah. work there? What have they mm -hmm. done to their staff? They had mm -hmm. given housing, you know, like a guest house. Okay. And and so we were able to get data. We got such and such an organization. Many, all of them actually had guest houses except us. Mm -hmm. So that is data we were able to, to put through. And our directors could not say no. And we got a nice guest house for our staff. It even had... Um, uh, uh, it was a cool it, it was a cool place because that's a very hot place so the mm. next time i visited i found our staff are happy the house was just next to the office mm. they used, then they had uh, then they had come up with this lunch program so for the, for the house we provided a fridge a cooker all those things beds and all so they came up with a, a food program because that place is only meat that they can eat Mm -hmm. So they had a food program for lunch where they could eat greens. They were very expensive, but someone could cook for them. They go for lunch. So you could even find that they are very healthy. Mm -hmm. So at the, at the end of the day, that is a HR initiative to have data driven. Mm -hmm. Also, when you are introducing such a program right now, if you don't have it, first do that data. Also do a monkey survey with the staff. 
Because mm. also that will inform you the needs that you might need to tackle so that you know which, which uh, programs am I going to use? Because you can't use everything we have said here. You need yeah. to pick the one that your organization can afford uh, mm. that fits within the budget and it will be reasonable even to the director's ears. Uh, so, uh, and the last one is uh, to be just consistent. So if you know you have uh, you have driven and you have gotten this, now it's the HR team also to go out and educate staff. These are if you have a if you have a, an online counseling, yes. how will a staff know unless you are the one now training them? Mm -hmm. That should this happen, please train even your family, train your wife, train your child. Mm -hmm. If they suffer this, they can call, they can call this number. Mm. Yeah, so mm. for me, those are some of the initiatives that could drive such a, make, make such wellness uh, programs accessible. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Martha. Those are very thought-provoking ideas. I mean, HRs, mm -hmm. if you're listening to us, those who those who are in such organizations, remember you are the drivers. You are the one. You are the one to initiate, because as Martha has put it, your the seniors they are looking at budgets, they are looking at strategy, they are looking at profitability, and unless somebody tells them, that won't happen. Mm -hmm. Zip, what do you think? I think Martha has put it very well. Data is very key. And for HR managers, uh, it's up to you actually to drive the agenda. But you have to have backing on it. Uh, the boss is actually looking at solutions. They don't uh, want to think about the solutions. You are the one to think about the solutions. And now you are going to drive the thing. The other way is uh, you have to look at how you're going to measure the effectiveness of this initiative. Mm -hmm. Because you're putting these initiatives in place, then you need to also have a to find a way of evaluating them and see what is the impact of these initiatives to the business. So that mm -hmm. is actually what will encourage the employer to want to invest in more of this initiative. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, even before you put in these initiatives in place, you need to look at the strategic objective of the business and ensure whatever uh, whatever plans you're coming up with they are marrying again with the objective because what will work for company A will not work for company B. So again, you need to also look at the strategic objective. And the other thing is, uh, of course, it's important for you to measure these outcomes and, you know, create a success story out of it. Mm, yes, yes. Wow. Uh, we, I would, I'd like to appreciate the, the comments from our listeners. Douglas Nyamori, my old friend, he has put it very nicely that probably it's probably important for employers to designate specific budget to, for employee welfare in addition to you know remuneration medical insurance and all that and to flu and you know and to have you know something that tailors for the welfare the needs of the you know of, of the staff like the way Martha has put it uh Mr Nyamori there has put it very nicely Martha and I think that is where you are discussing about where you used to work where you realize, I mean, you don't, the company does not need to supply housing for the staff, mm. but looking at where they were staying and looking at the conditions they were staying in the environment of the place they were staying, that a simple issue of getting them to get into a guest house rather than mm. going to some shanties made a very big difference. What do you mm. think? Uh, for, for business people, because most of us are SMEs, uh, probably might not have a budget to be able to cater for all these things, but 
Batmatha do, uh, and, and Zippy do, uh, are the solutions we talked about earlier. You know, flexibility, issues to do with, uh, you know, going at least starting small, even if it is a welfare association where people can contribute in case a loved one passes on, the company can be able to contribute. You know, issues to do with uh, sensitizing them on, on you, know, you know, taking care of themselves. As you suggested, if you are work operating from a place where there are lifts, they could probably avoid the elevator and climb, you know, up and down, you know. So from what Mr. Nyamori has put, uh, do you have any thoughts or suggestions? Anyone of you can respond? Yeah, yes, I do. Uh, my thinking is, as I said, yes. you, you, why data? Why should be data driven? Because you need mm -hmm. to first of all check your comparators. You know the organizations your size who are doing the same thing. Check yeah. what they are doing, mm -hmm. and and so this is where you you push for when when they are budgeting. Then they need to budget for A B C D. Ah, so, so that's why it is important for HRs to be, to know the strategy and to mm -hmm. understand the income of the organization because mm -hmm. they know they can be able to drive yes. what can suit their yes. organization and it is affordable. Mm -hmm. So as I said, it's not everything we have discussed here that every organization can give. Mm -hmm. I gave an example of a bank because the bank could afford those things. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. Yes. I gave the organization of an NGO used to work before they could afford those things. We know we knew that they could afford having a gym yeah. <laughs> in that remote place. Yeah. yeah. And all they need to do is when they are doing their budget, they budgeted for it. Mm -hmm. and, and so for the next year, it was not there that year, but the following year, yes. the budget year, it was put because they could afford. And there are organizations who are equal to us who are doing that. And then our employees could see that those organizations are doing that. So why should we be different? And then the, the HR needs to have a hearing ear with the directors. Because yes. if you don't have a hearing ear and you're only doing what you're being told, and yes. then you will not be able to implement these things. So somehow you have to find yourself mm -hmm. in, that, in, that, in those meetings that yes. deliberate on budget so that you also have your HR policy to drive the budget planning so yeah. that you don't have issues during the year every time you want something no it's not in the budget you know mm -hmm. it's not in the, you will have a very very down work workforce but if you drive your, your policy in the yeah. budget yeah. just know that you will you will be able to exercise these things without without problems mm -hmm. and, and then they should it should be within the budget yeah. that the organization can afford thank you very much Wow, wow, wow. Ladies, today we have a topic that, as I said at the beginning, we could discuss for the next one hour. Issues relating with staff, issues relating with employers, issues relating with big companies, issues relating with how small, nibble companies can be able to, you might not have the budget, but what can you do to be able to create a happy, contented workforce? Ladies and gentlemen, I think we are coming to the end of our podcast. I want to appreciate all our listeners, all the comments that have been sent. Keep them coming. If you find a way, we'll be able to answer them. We have our email address, 
that has been at the bottom of the screen. If you have questions that you'd want to know, that you'd want us to answer, comments, our email address is at the bottom of the screen, um, uh, consult at auramconsultants.co.ke. If you have issues that you'd want Martha, you know, and her organization to assist, send them in, we'll be able to assist you on them. Uh, employee wellness is a big topic. Uh, employee wellness is a big topic and we would want to keep discussing about them. But for now, the services that are offered here at Aurum Consultants involve things like HR outsourcing, HR administration, training. We do payroll management. If you'd like us to assist you in risk assessment and advisory, you'd want to understand what can I do to take care of my company, take care of the risks of the company, give us a call, send an email. We also handle recruitment. So for you out there, HR uh, personnel who are listening to us, give us a call. We can assist you in the recruitment process of your company. And we'd welcome to hear from you on how we can be able to assist your company and your organization get your HR strategy in place. So thank you very much for the wonderful time that you've had. Martha, thank you for coming in. You have been thank an invaluable uh, uh, presence to us today. You've given us, in fact, today I was just writing notes as you are talking. As I had said at the beginning, I'm also learning, I have to write stuff. Thank you, my dear Zipora. For, 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 the, for, you know, for the wisdom that you've brought in. And thank you, our listeners. Thank you for logging in. Thank you for sending comments. We appreciate your presence. We believe that together we can be able to help each other in this realm of um, employee wellness and any other topic that relates to HR. So with those few remarks, I don't know if there's anything, our guests, uh, Zippy, anything you want to say as we close? I'll say thank you to our audience today. Uh, it's been an interesting topic, and we believe that uh, these conversations will help us uh, have a great working environment that would actually make our businesses thrive. Martha, final remark? Yeah. Yes, thank you so much, Oram, for always inviting me. Uh, I also want to thank you to thank all our listeners, especially the ones in the HR field, and thank you for your support in this discussion. And you can, even as, as the podcast finishes, you can continue sending your insights mm -hmm. so that, so that when we get uh, contacted by people, we are able even to give them better information. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you very much. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you.